Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You- Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Extra Añejo Patron Tequila. You can find it at Briarwood Wine and Spirits. Uh, the show is brought to you by Kessler Prime. Let's go with the rack of lamb and a uh, Russell's Reserve Old Fashioned. Boy, it's bourbon cigar weather. Speaking of Havana Smoke Shop, you can pair a uh, Patron Extra Añejo with a cigar, and you will love me for giving you that recommendation. I think you love me anyway, right? Is there a lot of love on this show? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I love you. The question is, do you... <laughs> reciprocate and do you love me um you know christmas is close so i'm expecting uh some gifts from our listeners we're live in the bank plus studio we are streaming live for you on the zone 1059.com thank you for going to apple podcast and searching out of bounds with bow bounds thank you thank you for going back and listening to the show uh we'll be live on youtube here in a minute at 8.30, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, Out of Bounds Sports, and then also Facebook, the Out of Bounds Show. Good morning. Welcome in. Uh, we've got a snoozer in Startville, or better be, and, <laughs> and then we've got a big game in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that looks like it's going to be about 15 degrees. It is a uh, late-night steak and bourbon dinner game, and it is Ole Miss against Arkansas, and Ole Miss is better and they have a better quarterback, and they have a better running back, and um, they have a better defense, more athletic. But it's not by miles and miles and miles, and the game's in Fayetteville. And weird things have happened in this game uh, for a long time. You can go back to 2001 Eli Manning. Uh, we had just kind of 
gotten introduced to uh, overtime in college football. When I was, Blake knows it pretty much his whole life. When I was growing up, he got ties. That's right. I can remember, I can remember in Jackie Sherrill's career, he tied Arkansas one year. Yeah. I was like, this is the biggest bunch of nonsense I've ever yeah. heard of in my life. I was here for four hours to tie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was when games were an hour and 30 minutes because all Jackie and, and Houston Nutt did was run the football. And they weren't on TV. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. But, but so when, when you look at Ole Miss and, and Arkansas, and the back, you know, Ole Miss won an amazing game last year. Yeah. Okay. Went down the wire. Arkansas scored. They went for two. Boom. That made their season. That was the swing game for Ole Miss. Um, I mean, granted, you could. There were a couple of them at Tennessee too, but you know where I'm going. And and so we've had some big moments. Ole Miss has had some big moments. Arkansas's had some big moments. And this could be an absolute dogfight up in Fayetteville. Could Ole Miss pull away? Yeah, but I don't. I don't expect Arkansas to pull away in the game. No, but Arkansas can win the game. Yes. I'm looking at about sixty forty Ole Miss. Um, so if I, I I talk about this all the time, y'all know this. If you dropped me on a remote island, please do in the Caribbean, and I didn't watch the game, and Blake called me later and said Arkansas won, I would not be shocked. But I expect Ole Miss to win the game. Now Ole Miss with their scripted plays starts off hot. I mean, there are so many similarities in that respect with Lane and Hugh Freeze. But whatever Kiffin scripts up during the week, the majority of the time, it works. He was they all over. Move it on you. All over Alabama yeah. to start that game. And he decided not to kick a field goal, but they, yeah. they, they moved it all the way down the field. They looked good. You know, missed it on fourth and two, whatever. Eventually, we'd come. Then we had a little law, and then Ole Miss scored to go up 7 nothing. So they did, even though they. Didn't score on that possession. They did score first against Bama. And yep. as you know, they were up 17-7. to seven. Um, But they will work you. And they will get up 7-0-10-0 when Kiffin will kick a field goal. Now, I will be interested in this. On the road, Kiffin probably knowing this could be a smash-mouth cold game, mm-hmm. even though they may score a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I bet Kiffin will kick a field if. If it's presented to him now, if it's fourth and super short, he's gonna go because Judkins is a load. Correct. Okay. But if it's fourth and one plus or one and a half, I think Kiffin kicks the field goal early on the road. Not as to get points. Not as afraid of the Arkansas offense either, though. We're still monitoring. I was just checking. No word officially on whether KJ Jefferson will play or not this week. Obviously, he did not play against LSU and double, obviously, Sam Pittman. Ain't gonna tell us if he's gonna play or not right. until we get to game time. But he was throwing at practice yesterday. Okay. So if KJ Jefferson plays, Arkansas's in the game. If KJ Jefferson doesn't play, it's hard for me to believe that they can keep up with Judkins and Dart. I agree. Let's switch gears and drop some uh Jimbo Fisher. All right, we we've talked about Lane pressing all the buttons. Mike Leach has done a good job at MSU. He was the right hire, but people are looking to see what if Mike will just kind of pivot or evolve at all. And I don't know. I can't answer that question. I think it's extremely difficult for all of us, regardless of age, but damn nations. When you get over 40, 50, much less 60 <laughs> years old, it's hard. You need to, but it's hard to to, to change your ways. Um, this is Jimbo Fisher talking about changing his offense. Well, I mean, there's, there's an offense we run 
it's still the same. It's similar all schemes across the board. We just got to call it better, coach it better, and do it better. And, and if we bring somebody in, if that whatever what happens, it didn't matter. It's still verticals or verticals, smashes or smashes, and like, we got to get it coached better and do a better job of it. So we'll evaluate everything. Yeah, we got to practice harder, more film room, more. And I've got to call the play harder in in the my in my headset. If I give more intensity to Wigman, and when I'm relaying our four verticals and how we're going to do it. <laughs> if I do it with more intensity and more testosterone, yeah. then it'll work. Honey, I know we're broke and uh, I'm not doing much to change it and uh, things aren't going well, but if you just love me harder, this will all work out for That's us. That's right. If we just love each other harder, baby, it's going to work Let, out. Let's, let's just, <laughs> you know, let's find another country song and get warmed by the fire. If you're an Aggie fan and you hear that, nothing's going to change. Hiring somebody don't help because this is my offense and it's not going to change. Right, let's go. Oh. Let's go with the uh, Brad Edwards audio talking about Texas A&M. Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN. I thought this was gold. I, I just think when you're dealing with that much money, that if, if you're going to spend that, and I realize it's not coming out of the athletic department budget. You know, they're, they're people who have more money than cents that are going to, you know, pay most of that tab. But if you're going to spend that much money to buy someone out of, of that type of contract, you better be certain that you are guaranteed to get someone that you think is better, right? I mean, and that's the big question. It, it's not can you get a better coach than Jimbo of, of course you can but but the bar has been set where the expectation is you should be you know contending for the playoff on a fairly regular basis at A&M and and it's obviously not based in in history that, <laughs> that belief you know but but it's just that that's kind of where they've been led to you know think that they are based on you know a lot of talk by Jimbo and and maybe you know some recruiting classes and whatever so that for a guy who is a college football historian and started on the first game day crew before we even knew what it was going to be yeah. in 1995 in Brad Edwards and he can go back and, and his brother went to A&M and he's very familiar. We always think A&M should do X, Y, and Z. And they, never, they get more luck. Yeah. You realize Mississippi State and Ole Miss have been just as successful, if not more so, the last 30 years on the gridiron than Texas A&M? Yes. I mean, Ole Miss has a two-time Super Bowl-winning uh, quarterback with the New York Giants. Mississippi State has Dak Prescott starting for the Dallas Cowboys, among many others. If Johnny Manziel doesn't win a Heisman, A&M's not even in this conversation. Yeah. It was kind of the perfect timing, Blake. Twitter was new. They were new to the SEC. Streaming was new. Darling team. Yeah. 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 All right. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Long Branch Bourbon at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Uh, straight ahead, some audio from Kiffin. Will he get fined for this? You're listening to 105.9 The Zone ESPN WRKS. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The show is brought to you by Blake's New Tires from Rick's Pro Truck in Gluckstadt, ricksprotruck.com. We've got some Lane Train audio. Uh, Only Lane Train could work in Jackson, what Jackson Dart's mom said to him um, after the the game. And evidently, we had salty Mike Leach at his press conference yesterday. So Mike's not in a good mood. Um, Just want to let everybody know that, that the Pirate may be a little... Blake could be a little bit of turbulence, a little bumpy um, with Mike Leach this week. Should it be, though, in reality? Should things be bumpy in Starkville? No, 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 because people are playing totally off. This happens to both fan bases, but right now, Ole Miss has a young head coach Mm -hmm. who has embraced all things new in college football. Yep. And he is winning like yep. crazy. Mike beat Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Auburn this year. I want you to go back and look and see how many times Mississippi State, had, and I understand that those teams are not uh, good, uh, great, much less good. But the bottom line is all these programs outside of a few, as y'all know, have athletes. And 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 even Ole Miss is, it could, <laughs> could get beat this weekend by a very ordinary but tough Arkansas team. So, Blake, to answer your question, the freak out is simple. They've lost two golden eggs in a row, and Lane's winning yeah. a lot, and he has embraced the transfer portal and NIL, Yeah, and Mike didn't do it as much as people wanted, especially the offensive side of the football. They missed and missed big. Yep, I'm not surprised uh, that – that Leach and the offensive assistants, I think they are coming around. The question is, is it too little, too late? I don't know. Um, they're going to win seven games, uh, maybe eight, but I, I don't expect them to win in Oxford next week. But they're going to win seven games. And because A&M and Auburn are not good and you have the tiebreaker with Arkansas, this may sound crazy, uh, you may be in line for a pretty fun bowl game. But if you lose against Ole Miss for the third time in a row, you're not going to be happy, even if the ball pecking order falls your way this year. Now, Ole Miss is going to go to a a much better uh, bowl, and we don't know if they're going to finish ten and two or nine and three. But uh, well, we'll that's, just and, and by the way, with everything that's happening around Ole Miss, they're they're in line for a for a hell of a um, a bowl too. So 
Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Went McGee, the mortgage man, mortgagemanms.com. Went McGee, mortgagemanms.com. This is Lane Train talking about the Ole Miss-Alabama officiating, and this is borderline incredible. Yeah, you probably missed me by a day. I probably would have said a lot of different things, but like I said, I've you know put the game behind us. We can't go back and win the game by calling a different play, changing something. So um, it is what it is. Um, you know, obviously the Jackson part and after the whistle stuff, um, you know, is disappointing. Talked to his mom, um, you know, just kind of apologize, even though it's out of our control. So, you know, it's like she mentioned, it's just a shame her son gets treated different based off what SEC program that he's at. Um, on game day and protect the difference. So, um, you know, is what it is. And, you know, we move on. I suspect you won't answer and this. Let's make sure that quote was right. Like she said, not me. I really don't want to get fined today. You can't find me for what someone else says. Okay. He said two things there that really jumped out at me protected, treated different, and protected different. But he used Jackson Dart's mom's words. Is that going to clear him in Birmingham? And that's who he was talking to, be very clear. He's talking to Greg Sankey. You damn right he is. I mean, that is a and point. I don't, like, I, I don't think Ole Miss got near hosed at, as Mississippi State did. No. And I usually don't do this officiating show thing like others. And over the years, we've done way more for Ole Miss than MSU. But I, I get the whole, the way the helmet thing looked when he got, when they got the uh, face mask and his helmet got turned around. And then the guy shoved him when he was um, stomped, whatever, stomped, shoved on, on the ground. That one to that, me that was, was pretty light. Yeah, like, standard. come on, bro. But that happens every play. People were freezing it and throwing it out on Twitter and losing their minds. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but Lane, the way that Lane did that was beautiful. I mean, he captured exactly, he said exactly, by the way, he'd been working on that for a while. He he knew exactly how he was going to frame that up to hopefully skirt the SEC home office fine. If Tommy Tuberville can get a state Senate spot, I'm 100. U.S. Well, U.S. Senate, but like for, yeah, sorry. I didn't say that right. A U.S. Senate spot for the state of Alabama. It, Lane Kiffin could be a governor. I yes. mean, his... He has polished himself and his branding in a way that is it's look I when they hired him I thought the same thing and I look I thought when Mississippi State hired Leach I was like hey same as Kiffin great hire what's really going to happen right this could go both ways right this is could it work absolutely could it implode absolutely I thought the same thing about Kiffin could he be successful yes have we seen guys with that type of innovative, bright, offensive, young mind work at Ole Miss and other schools like that? Yes. Have we seen them implode in a fiery ball of self-sabotage and booster interference? Oh, yeah. And it's super fun. I thought that's where we were headed. Couldn't be farther from the truth. He's Fort Knox. He's the death star. He's, he's operating at a level. And his son's name, Knox. Yeah, he's operating at a level that I don't think even – maybe Lane Kiffin knew he was going to be able to operate coming well, into Oxford. Well, Ole Miss fans did not expect this. They expected 
better than the Matt Luke years, but yeah. they did not expect. If he doesn't drop one of the next two games, if they can stay clean. Ten and two back to back? I will go out on a limb and say in football that matters and counts where everybody could play, neither Ole Miss or State, and I haven't done the data, but neither of them have won 20 games in back-to-back years. I would feel very confident. I think you are correct. I mean, what he's done, and I saw somebody say, hey, uh, Cheryl beat Texas and Florida in his first year, and that great first year. Kiffin's now done it for three straight seasons. And if they don't have a COVID year where he has to play 10 SEC games, just like Mike Leach would have been the same, both their records would have been better because they would have had four games to beat up on some people. No question. So That's a great point. Leach and Lane had 10 SEC. I'm sorry, Lane only had nine. He got fortunate. Yeah, he didn't have to Jimbo. go to A&M. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jimbo got fortunate. <laughs> well, that year they were pretty good. No, I know. I'm just making I'm just joking. But Leach, um, yes. They, they would have several more wins. That's a good point. They've done an amazing... Yeah. Both have done an amazing yes. job. It's just Kiffin's done the best job Ki- in college football in the last three years, coast to coast, considering the program that he took over. Yes. And everything... And we didn't know we were going to have COVID. Yes. And everything that's played out. But Kiffin also walked into a pantry that was like Sal and Mookie's, and Mike Leach walked into a pantry that was like Red Robin. Like, it was not the same ingredients. That's true. They were not, like, Kiffin didn't walk into Kessler Prime, but he didn't walk into a Waffle House either. No, no, no. Like, I, you're, I think like, you, <laughs> Yes, yes. I mean, Mike Leach was building... Mike Leach out of walked a wor- into a pantry of Cheez-Its. And, <laughs> oh, no, that's not and, fair. And, and, and uh, you know, Lane Kiffin... How dare wa- you? ...walked into a, uh, what would be a, what would be really, really good in a pantry? I'm trying to think. Some boars had meats and cheese. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You're welcome. All right. Uh, speaking of, the Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Boar's Head Meats, Cheeses, and Hummus and all the corner market grocery stores in the state of Mississippi. Corner market grocery stores are the official grocery store of the Out of Bounds show. They have a new one in Macomb, corner market, and uh, one coming in Starville. And then, of course, they've got Bellhaven, Fondren, and Northside Drive. Uh, Mike Dettelier coming up next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Corner Market has Yingling, too. Mike Dettelier on the Yingling Guest Line next. We ain't going nowhere. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sustain working. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Good morning. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well. Um... Man, oh man, oh man, LSU escapes Fayetteville, Arkansas. We said they'd be hung over, and they were. And guess what? A win's a win. SEC, you know, punched their ticket in year one. And we had people asking the question, will Brian Kelly fit at LSU? Because he had only coached in the Midwest. Well, so had Nick Saban, other than the Houston Oilers. And I think he kind of fit at LSU and has fit at Tuscaloosa, which is, uh, you know, the rural Sunbelt for the most part. So Brian Kelly is on fire at LSU. We welcome in LSU Saints insider Mike Detillier, Mike D, on the Yingling Lager guest line, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And he joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mike D, a win's a win. And uh, the Tigers did what they needed to do when everything was going against them. And that's a sign of a good team, right? Yeah, uh, no question about it. And, you know, Brian had sort of put the onus on the football team uh, because it was a little different delivery than what we've heard from when Les Miles was here and with Coach O that it was always sort of they took the approach. It's my responsibility to get them to play, uh, to get them up, get them ready after a big win. Uh, Brian sort of threw this on the players that, hey, uh, you know what's at stake. We are going to prepare you and give you the game plan. Now you go out and execute it. It was a little different take on it than what basically, you know, people that have covered this team for a long time had heard from a head coach. He was basically saying, hey, it's your responsibility. I know I'm going to get you ready, and I'm going to give you a game plan, and you go out and do it. <laughs> so I think he, he what he's doing here is giving out some personal responsibility issues that, hey, it's up to you. You know what was at stake Saturday. And defensively, you really couldn't have asked for too much better of a game uh, than how they played. And Perkins was just uh, uh, unbelievable. And, you know, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago uh, before the Alabama game, and – uh, Wilson Alexander, who covers uh, LSU for the Advocate, had asked me, you know, <laughs> uh, Mike, you've done this for a little while, 
uh, have you seen a freshman like Harold Perkins? And I said, the only guy that I know uh, that I could remember played at that level of impact was Honey Badger. Uh, Tyron Matthew, as a freshman, sort of tilted the field. I mean, they used him all over, and and he was that type player. And so um, that that got a lot of, uh, I guess, coverage because in the next two games against Alabama and Arkansas, you just saw what type of guy, what type of football player. Now, what I don't get is these asinine uh, announcers that kept saying, well, wait till he learns how to play the game. My thing is, he knows how to play the game. Right. You can't, you can't do that and and not know what you're doing. Now you can get better, maybe with coverage part of the game and knowing what to do on every play. But come on, uh, that spin of that he doesn't know how to play the game, uh, man. If that's the case, uh, then anybody could do it. But he's not anybody. Uh, he is a special player, and his football instincts and his ability to bend so low and get around the corner as a pass rusher and to run the field, who he reminds me a lot of is the late, great Derek Thomas. Yes. When he was at Alabama. That's who he reminds me of because people say comparison. He he reminds me of Derek when I saw Derek at Alabama. It's very similar in a lot of ways in the way he can run the field and rush the quarterback. Um, and they've got another guy there who they think a lot of, too, and he's a true freshman uh, who they've moved to middle linebacker in Demario Tolan, who's backing up Micah Baskerville. He had back surgery. In the summer, Tolan did. And the coaching staff kind of gives you that look of wait till he hits the field, too. And next year, you'll have two of them. you have two sophomores in Tolan. Uh, now, I'm not trying to say Tolan's as good as with Harold Perkins, but they think he's going to be a special player, too. But, Harold, I've, I've not seen anybody as a freshman at LSU play that well other than Honey Badger. Derek Stingley Jr. did a really good job as a freshman. I thought he was a very good player uh, as a freshman at LSU. But he didn't tilt the field like what Perkins did. And you can see Arkansas was trying to do everything to stop him and couldn't. He just sort of took over. Uh, like, hey, uh, guys, I got it. How many 18-year-olds can do that? Uh, he's a great player. Um, all right, so what? Why do you think this has worked so well so fast? Brian Kelly, we he won everywhere. Uh, I think, what, Grand Valley or Central Michigan uh, and Cincinnati and Notre Dame and so on. He won everywhere at every stop. Why? I understand he walked into a good situation. It's not like when you take over at Mississippi State or Ole Miss. And I know Ed let some things get away from him. Yep. But why has this worked so well so fast, Mike? Man, I wish I had a good answer for that. Uh, but he was able to blend uh, talent that was here from the prior regime. And I thought the key part was getting into the transfer portal and rebuilding his secondary and his offensive line 
and the freshman players. Uh, that's the other thing that I'll point out. I don't remember another time when you had two starting t- uh, offensive linemen and two tackles, Emory Jones and Will Campbell, true freshmen, Mason Taylor at tight end, true freshman, Harold Perkins, uh, linebacker, true freshman. Four guys make that type of impact on an LSU team. I I don't recall four freshmen like that. That's unheard of, Mike. And to think that Tolan may be a part of it, too, uh, somewhere down the line this year. Uh, so, man, I, I don't know, Bo. It, it blended well, but I think what he has done is changed sort of attitude and responsibility and that I'm going to hold you accountable he knew he had talent, and I go back. Um, this was during the fall drills, uh, summer drills in August, and he came on with uh, Bobby Abear and I, and I asked about how he felt about just saying, you know, he thought it was six and a half and a seven um, win team, and he laughed and he was like, "Mike, I didn't come here to win seven games." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was blunt about it. And it was Brian Kelly being Brian Kelly that, man, listen, I ain't come here to win those seven games. And he, he's a good coach. I think you see where he surrounded himself with good assistance and a good, really good support staff. Uh, and so it's it's all worked. Now, it's improbable because – after week one, no one would have thought that. Uh, they were all miscombobulated, uh, this football team, uh, against Florida State. Uh, you had breakdowns on the field on special teams. You didn't play particularly well on offense. And then you lose, arguably, your best defensive player in Mason Smith on, what, the third play of the game? Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, man, you know, they can get to seven wins. Maybe you'll be lucky. Uh, but he pieced it together, and he got them believing in themselves. And he told, I guess it was a month ago we had him on, he said there comes a point for a head coach where you start believing in what we're teaching will work. And he said, I think that's the biggest thing for a football team. You start believing that we're going to put you in the best spot and we're going to give you the best opportunity to win. He said, it happens to every coach for every team. There comes that moment. Was that moment maybe after the Tennessee game? Because this team has certainly turned the corner since. They got drilled. That, that Saturday afternoon against Tennessee. I mean, they just got it every which way but loose. And afterwards, they played with a sense of confidence uh, that uh, I I didn't know really they had. Yeah. And I'm not sure Brian knew they had, but man, it clicked. And now, in in a almost fairy tale type setting, you headed to Atlanta. <laughs> to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. Hey, Mike, I got to. Right, so, will you compare 
you you've uh, witnessed both Mike Dettelier, LSU insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. <coughs> Will you compare Saban taking over to Brian Kelly taking over? It's got some similarities, but it didn't happen as fast with Nick. You you didn't see this cut. Now I will say, Nick probably didn't inherit. Even though the there was probably for, you know for in that forties range of players, he didn't inherit as much talent. Uh, you know when Nick came here, there wasn't a B.J. Ojolari and an Ali Gay and a Jaquelin Roy played terrific against Arkansas. Uh, a Micah Baskerville, a Jay Ward, uh, that receiving core, which is with the exception of one, uh, Kyron Lacey. It was all hangovers from the Coach O uh, time frame. Their running backs, Josh Williams and John Emery and Armani Goodwin, those were all guys that were here before. He didn't inherit as much from Curly Holman as what Brian did, but it, it was it's a different world because you saw mass That's exodus, so to speak. Um, but there are some similarities in that personal responsibility and you're going to play as a team and we're going to win. It's happened much quicker with Brian, but there are some similarities in how they handle things and how they do things and how they wanted to change the culture of what was around the team. And there was, there was still almost remnants of they were in the back of the limousine still waving to the crowd from 2019. You know, I, I think that sort of hung over on this team. They were still basking in 2019. You got to let that go. You got to move on. And um, I've said this before, the hardest thing in life is handling success. It's not about failure. It's about handling any amount of success. Some people got a difficult time with it. And that's going to be interesting how Brian makes that twist now. Uh, because now you've got some success, how you handle it. And I thought Saturday was a great example of you knew what was at stake. You didn't play particularly well. This was a big game for Arkansas. They sort of, this was their bowl game to knock off LSU. And you came out with a win. I thought they handled that situation really well. And you're going to win a lot of different ways, okay, in football. You're going to win some games. You're going to win with your offense. Some games, it's all across the board. Some games, you win with your defense. And that's what they did. So I think they handled it pretty well, really, really well. And you look at that schedule. If I told you before the season, hey, Bo, uh, guess what? LSU will be a 10-win team. You said, Mike, it's your last time you're on this program. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they – all right, if if LSU goes to um, A&M and hammers them in what is a first year and supposed to be transition, although Brian's kind of already leapfrogged that and they're going to Atlanta the next week and all that, that's awesome. But if he goes and wins by 14, 17-plus – how, do you think A&M will make a move, Mike? 
I've heard nothing about them making a move. And I've talked to a few people there that I, I trust pretty well uh, about would the boosters do it. They've talked about making assistant coaching changes, things to that sort. Um, but you never know how sometimes events sort of take over, um, more so than you might think. And But I've heard nothing about Now, I've heard it media-wise that they would make that change, but I've heard it nowhere else uh, from people who either cover the team or are involved in maybe cutting them a check. Let me put it to you that way. Um, what I'm interested in seeing is they, you don't go from where they were a year ago to having the number one recruiting class in the country. How do some of those players feel about it? And are you just putting off the inevitable? And, like, he can't, Texas A&M had always sort of picked off a player or two from Louisiana, but it wasn't maybe the high-profile player. They came in Louisiana and got three last year. Hmm. Um, That's over. uh, That may not be the case anymore. Uh, And so, but to answer your question, I've not heard it from anybody, what I would say is a credible source that um, they're they're going to get rid of Jimbo. But, again, events sometimes happen very quickly. Uh, Jimbo at times has talked about that West Virginia job. Oh, good grief. Uh, no, uh, because he's from that yeah, area. Yeah, but, oh, Mike, that's like junior college compared to SEC. Uh, it, it is, it is. But you think about if something happened there, where would he land? And I think that would be the spot. Because he has spoke about it at times. People have brought up West Virginia. Think about a year ago at this time, Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU, was trying to convince him to go to LSU. Wow. And that's how he got the contract he got. That'd be terrible. Uh, And and Scott, okay, it goes to show you sometimes the best moves in life are the ones you don't make. No doubt. And and it didn't work. And he refused. He had made his choice. He was going to stay at College Station. He wasn't going to come to LSU or come back to LSU where he was an assistant. And then, you know, they turned a couple different ways. They reached out to Lincoln Riley, and and then Brian Kelly became the guy. Um, And it sort of reminds me of something Sam Jankovic, who was the former AD at Miami, would tell me uh, that when you do a list of head coaches, and he was the guy who had Schnellenberger, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson, and and he was like, I always had to go to my C, D, and E candidates. I always had to go, had that list a little bit longer because when we hired Jimmy, I was the only one who wanted Jimmy here. The, the, the Board of Regents didn't want Jimmy Johnson. They, they wanted me to promote from within. Incredible. And when I hired Dennis, his deal was, you know, they were, who the hell is Dennis Erickson? (laughs) 
You know, they, they had no clue. Now, he said they didn't know who Butch was, Butch Davis, because he had been there as an assistant. But he said even Butch was a guy some people didn't want. So, you know, he says when you look at it, sometimes that, that C, D, and E guy becomes the guy. And Brian wasn't the first choice of Woodward. No, he's never going to admit it. Uh, his ego won't let him. But he wasn't the first choice. That first choice was Jimbo because he, he had a connection with Jimbo when he was at A&M. And so, you know, it, it, it's interesting how one year and what has happened in that time frame for both coaches. And we had a lot of people on. I did a show that night when Brian got hard. There was a lot of negativity out there. I always thought Brian was a really good coach. And my feeling is Les Miles really had no ties to the South, uh, and he won big here. And so did and Nick won big at LSU. Both won national championships here at LSU. Uh, but there was a lot of negativity out there. Now, some of the LSU fans that said it now, man, you, you put them on the Bible, the Bible would blow up on their hands because they would swear to you they never said it, but uh, no. they were the first one calling and complaining yeah. uh, about it. it. It just, everything worked, and it worked right. And so now you look at it and how well he's recruited, and that was the big complaint during the summer. Oh, why is Alabama and A&M getting all these commitments and we not? And my thing is, okay, there's got to be a little time for him to connect the dots with high school coaches, with players in the area. He had not. He didn't know those players from the state of Louisiana. Now look at him now. They're in the top three or four in recruiting. Uh, but everybody's impatient. Everybody's impatient with it. And But, man, it's it's worked tremendously for Brian. And um, you know what? He's the right guy at the right time for LSU. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. Mike D., Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, we'll ask Mike next week, uh, if Lane Kiffin's going to be the next, uh, coach for the Norland Saints, but we'll just, we'll just let that <laughs> marinate and, and we'll just leave it there because Ole Miss fans are freaking out over the Auburn opening and we'll just see how it all plays out. Mike D. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate it. WWL radio TV, New Orleans, the guys everywhere at Mike Detillier on Twitter. Uh, one of our best guests and one of the best moves we ever made. 10, 11 years ago when we started bringing Mike on to give us LSU Saints and then that NFL draft stuff, the Manning Passing Academy, and all that kind of good stuff. Mike D. joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. You can pick up Yingling Lager at corner, market, grocery stores in the state of Mississippi, including in Macomb, Hattiesburg, Jackson, Bellhaven, Northside Drive, Fondren, and corner market grocery stores coming to Startbull. Mississippi, which is a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds show, uh, brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. Check them out, cypressdepot.com. Their work in the commercial and residential industry is exceptional. Cypressdepot.com, Cypress Depot located in Ridgeland. Also, Went McGee, the mortgage man, mortgagemans.com. Went McGee, he'll shop the best rates for you. Went McGee, the mortgage man, mortgagemans.com. 
And uh, lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Amazing sandwiches and burgers. And they have Yingling too. Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. And Bulldog Burger in Starkville. And Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. I want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast. Searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. Apple Podcasts, search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. We appreciate you hitting up the podcast. Hour number three coming up. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.